Hello and welcome to an impromptu thread. Um, my apologies that this is mostly me banging on about a British TV show called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Um, if you want to know more about it, you can look it up. But um, it's basically a show in which a bunch of celebrities get taken out into the jungle and they have to uh, win stars to feed themselves and they have to figure out how to get along and then there's various other challenges. It uh, has been presented for the last 18 years by... Um, a uh, British uh, duo from the North East. Um, the duo is now broken up because one of them committed a crime um, and is in rehab. And uh, th- so they got a new presenter in. And that sort of gives you most of the most of the information um, that you might need to, to know before going into this. Um, this was a stealth episode recorded in the middle of uh, an episode of Beware of the Leopard. Um, so you've got me and John and Danny Smith, uh, who uh, chimes in occasionally. Um, stick with the episode because John is funny and um, there, there's there, you know nice bit at the end. It is mainly me, though, wittering on about a TV show. So if that doesn't interest you, that's absolutely fine. But uh, this is our Gimlet Media. Um, you know, uh, we haven't put anything out for a month, but hey, here's our Christmas special. You know, like we just like a normal episode that we put out every week. Uh, we definitely do. Here's just a Christmas special that's completely normal uh, that we have every right to do. Um, eh, okay. <laughs> right, well, uh, with that bit of snark, um, well, firstly, have a marvellous Christmas and um, we look forward to seeing you in the new year. We did have an episode that we were going to put out um, before this that uh, we had to jettison because it was a legal um, area that was very problematic. So uh, that's that's gone away now. Um but yes, uh, have a wonderful Christmas. Have a great New Year, uh, and thank you for listening for uh, for the last year and a bit. Um, this is episode forty six, I believe. So we're, we're we're coming up on the on the big fifty. Um, anyway, cue the music. We haven't talked about Pratchett for a while. Actually, it's nice. It feels Christmassy. There's something about the the um, the wording that feels nice and warm and and crinkly fires and Christmassy. Without, I might read Hogfather for Christmas. Actually, you got me excited about that. Oh, there you go. That'd be. Nice. I think I've only read it once, and I've read most Pratchett's more than once. Yeah, I've not. Re- I've not read Hogfather. I've seen. I've read a lot of the Discworld. I've read sort of most of the the front half, as it were, uh, or the front third, yeah, yeah. probably. Um, but I've not made it to to Hogfather. Oh. oh. Oh, you know what? I might have actually. Anyway, it's for, for another. That's for when we finally do our Discworld podcast. <laughs> um, but there, there's there's something in that that uh, you know with Hogswatch and, and and the Hogfather that just it does have that nice kind of Christmassy feel, and it's hard to put your finger on it without it being what can sometimes be a slightly over-egged joke. I mean, having a continent called 4X, for example, might be slightly over-eggy. It might be a hat on a hat. Um, Oh, very, very quick aside. I was very impressed with uh, Declan Donnelly of Ant and Deck fame um, by making that reference uh, at something funny that had happened on I'm a Celebrity and said, I think that's a bit of a hat on a hat. I was like, oh, I love you even more now. This uh, this is a good this is a good television programme because that was it was just a nice joke for people who get those kinds of jokes. I, didn't, I, um, don't, I don't watch any of it, his stuff. No, no, that's fine. That's absolutely fine that you don't. For, um, for me, I, he died from paintball range, so... I derive a... Yes, indeed. Uh, blade man! I derive a great deal of pleasure from um, from Armour Celebrity. I really do. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, what, what else have we Sorry, got? can we just fall sort of back very... to your Armour Celebrity thing? Because this is... Um, uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fucking gold mine here. Can we... Don't, don't, don't skip over this. 
And if it doesn't go, if it doesn't go in leopard, it goes in thread. It's fine. <laughs> Mark Stedman. <laughs> the charge against you is that you're a fan of I'm a celebrity. <laughs> no, what, one of the things I'm particularly interested in, as <laughs> as as a as a non-sporting person, what do you know of Harry Redknapp? Uh, I know that um, his son was a famous footballer, and um, uh-huh, sure, that's about it. Um, and I'm not. Qu- I wasn't quite as charmed by him as other people were. I didn't have any problem with him as a human right. being at all, and find that he won. He wasn't my pick. Um, since you asked, my pick was Fleur East, but um, uh, he seemed to be. I don't know who that is. Hang on, what? She who? was. She got knocked out in the final. Um, she was a, an X Factor person, but she turned what? out to be a thoroughly decent person. Was she the one who, when she did X Factor, was quite. Young. Well, that's, I mean... No, she was like 16, 17, and she was kind of like... Uh, she was from like Lincoln or something, but she was rapping. Yeah, it could well be. Is that could the well one? Be. I, 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 don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember I thinking... Don't know. I don't follow all this stuff. I'm not very good I at it. I remember her being... I, I, I watched... I'm pretty sure I watched the series she was in, but I couldn't remember her. Yeah. Um, and I, I, she's got some song about a saxophone. Um, and so uh, no real interest in, in her output, but as, on, on the show, she was a thoroughly likable, charming person. Um, quick sidebar, I'm currently singing The Bratman because, <laughs> because you mentioned saxophones. Because you mentioned saxophones. I've got to do The Bartman going in my head. Fleur's playing that damn saxophone. By, uh, co- co-written by Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. If you can do the Bart, you're bad like Michael Jackson. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, go on. Are, are there more questions? So my, my point for bringing that up is I'm, I'm really, really interested in how people who have not just, like... Excellent taste in TV. ...been within, but have been huge, uh, huge influences on particular... Um, Discourses, for want of a better word, mm. like I think I can use that in its broadest sense, mm-hmm. right, right now. Um, how they then um, make this pivot, and then they get brought into other discourses, and then people make whole new readings of what it is that that they are. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because, like, my my mum watches all these programs, and she never has any sense of who these characters mm-hmm. are. And then they arrive. And they're totally re-articulated within that space in some kind of crazy way. So, like, Harry Redknapp is a very, very, very specific thing. And the idea of him being within an honest celebrity is almost as weird as when Johnny Rotten was in it. Yeah, yeah. There was there was another weird one this it's year. It's not quite. In the- let's be frank. It's not as weird as Johnny Rotten no, being in it. Because no. Johnny Rotten did stand for some things at some point in time. Yes. Yeah. He also managed to say... Um, Cunt on um, national television. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so now past, we just crumpet adverts. Uh, no butter adverts. So, yeah, and they made butter adverts. Um, but I, no, I, I, I absolutely take your point, and I think an interesting one with that is um, I'm really interested to see what this means um, now that she's out. Is um, Anne Hegarty, who John Bounds will know as the governess character on the Chase. So, oh, the, the, so one of the chaser peoples. Yeah, so so you know, she's one of the the professional quizzes yeah, that come out and challenge exactly. people. And they, they, okay. each 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 chaser has their own characteristic, and they do a bit of a pantomime with the uh, with the guest, where they or you know with the with the contestant, where they pretend to be a bit you know um, 
a bit standoffish, a bit scary, and that's kind of their deal. Um, and she does the she does that shtick, and um, she came to. They dress her really harshly, don't they? They do really se- um, severely. It's it's a full trunchbull thing. It's a, it's very very yes trunchbull. yes that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. She looks they they've done like a trunchbull yeah. thing on her. Yes, perfect. And she well comes done. to the thank you. She comes to the jungle. Referencing merged. <laughs> yes, she comes to the jungle <laughs> and she reveals um, that she's uh, autistic and talks about that and what that means. Mm-hmm. And um, this is before she you know the helicopters flying and she's wearing the 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 garb and you know eating penises or whatever they do. Um, and um and uh so gobble please it's called gobble, gobble. um and so she uh <laughs> and she has a really tough time in the first couple of days and she talks to a few of the people about what this means and how she's having to process things and understand her surroundings she has to figure how everything works and and is really open about her autism and really really vulnerable and right. i find that fascinating because i mean there's one scene which was very unkind but fucking hilarious um it was watching her get out of a hammock and so what you're watching is basically an old fat lady get out of a hammock when you boil it down to its essence it is fucking hilarious um and at the same time i'm looking at this woman and going she's wonderful and strong and uh you know she she was gonna walk and they persuaded her not to and she stuck with it and she made it she you know she got voted off but she she never quat (laughs) um and she um like she she stuck through it and and tried when she could try and talked about when it was difficult and all this kind of stuff and so you know feel really really empowered and think she's ace but then at the same time go oh my god there's a fat lady getting out of a hammock it looks fucking hilarious um and it makes me wonder what that means for a career that is based on being impenetrable than being invulnerable because that is her mm. shtick and that is how she's made not all of her money because i'm sure she would have made a lot of money as a quizzer but um on the chase that tv money comes from this indomitable um exterior not exterior but this you know indomitable um front that she puts up and and to a degree that's that has now been redefined because we see her as a human being and warm to her as a human being you know she wasn't the first to get to get knocked out that was noel edmonds um but i yeah, yeah. i like i i thoroughly enjoy the show so noel edmonds was in it yeah, as well yeah. so it's he like was a late it's, addition. it's everyone who's on telly between three and five o'clock in the afternoon yeah yeah he's on this show yeah he he was a late addition so they, they always do this thing where uh they'll have the the main 10 and then it's usually one or two um will come in a few days later to shake things up um and, and itv have fucked up in the last few years because they've picked people who get along quite well and so it's it's really lovely to watch. Actually, I say fucked up. They might have been very smart, actually, because it is a very smartly produced show. Like it's really, really well put together, um, and is a it's a, a touch more intelligent than it needs to be. And I think that's one of the reasons that I I so enjoy it because it is actually um it is a bit smarter than it needs to be. Um, and the so so what they've done in the last couple of years when we look at how divisive the uk has been and you've got a show that's trying to bring everyone trying to bring the nation together kind of thing and we are in a world where 51 percent of you know the the nation want to tell the other 51 percent <laughs> want to tell the other 49 percent to fuck off um they they picked celebrities willing or, or not willing um, or no, knowing or, or, or unknowing they, they picked celebrities that got on and it's been the case for the last two three years and mm-hmm. This year was no exception, and then they brought 
Nolan Edmonds in and he's got to be a dick and he's got to, they, they, you know, they make him the camp leader and he's not allowed to do any chores and he has to divvy up the chores and he has to pick someone to be his, his right hand man and he picks Harry Redknapp and so he plays it up a bit. Um, he knows it's a bit of a gaff, uh, a bit of a joke as well. Most of the other contestants know like 90% this is a joke, but also, eh, I don't really like being told what to do by a 70 year old year old man who used to, you know, throw guns on people. Um, and so, like you know, you've got all that dynamic as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he, like, so, so he 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 ended up being the um, the first first voted out, and now I've now I've become the um, yeah, I'm a celebrity expert on on this discussion. That's okay, and you, you know, it's good that you got your thing. Yeah, and and, and genuinely, because um, you know, I I did the knee jerk reaction. This is partly as a media student because that's when it started when I was in my last year of uni and I had a couple of friends who both watched it uh, and I didn't and I was you know and just ate my whiskers and then a few years went by and not even particularly begrudgingly but I just started watching it and then I realised how just warm and lovely it is and i look forward to it being a thing that comes on and obviously now that um and and ran someone over um uh, we we've now got holly hollywood willoughby who is wonderful and as a media studies uh graduate it's really interesting i think you you'll find this interesting john to 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 look at, mm-hmm. uh, at the role she plays in the show because she's basically playing us right um so deck gets to do his usual because he was always the funny man of the group like he mm-hmm. um, and was always the straight man and deck was the guy who would make who would actually do the wisecracks and he was always the butt of the jokes as well and he's that's still the case um because it'd be weird to flip that dynamic but she as well as sort of being the him being the foil and her being the whatever the opposite of, of the foil is she also gets to play the role of like oh shit that, that actually how that happens or oh my god this is real like i can't believe that just happened and and she gets to play that as a new person coming in right and that dynamic works really really well um and it's 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 been really it's been a lovely series and i i genuinely like it and as i say it is a really really well put together piece of tv um and it's it's not the it's not like a sort of an X factor or whatever. Um, it is put together with a bit more sensitivity and a bit more, a little bit more class and a lot more panache and a lot more like and, and you know considering this stuff is not planned or there's a bunch of stuff that's not planned um, that they that they make happen every every night you know almost mm-hmm. on stop for three weeks it is a phenomenal fucking feat of tv that they put together and the scripts that they've got written they're obviously written on the day there are genuinely funny bits and jokes and mm-hmm. there's there's things that you see coming a mile off but they know that the audience is seeing them coming a mile off so they're having a nod and a wink with you at the same time like yeah we all have seen the train coming we know it's going to reach the station but let's just ha- get get on board anyway and all that stuff on a cold winter's night it's fucking brilliant it is one of the best programs and itv is not a good channel but it's one of the best things that they do and i I think it's i think it's great i'm i'm fairly um i try to be as agnostic as i can about the argument of itv not being a a good channel um there there are a number of good things that go out 
through IT, through ITV. Yes, I, um, I think I, I just don't think there's a, a meme. there's a yeah. there's a very very problematic class discussion we can have yeah, about ITV and BBC. Yeah, especially when it comes to the news, mm, isn't it? Isn't it? Just- I mean, when like I, I I put this on Twitter ages ago because I was watching one of the because th- there's a couple of dramas that ITV do very well, and and Nicola Walker is one of my favourite um, actors, uh, British actors, and I, I will watch her in in anything. And I mean, I say you like Nicola Walker so much, why don't you marry her? But you would, so. <laughs> but uh, you know, she's she's already married. Um, well, that's just a that's that's, obstacle. That's the paperwork. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't fancy her, so I wouldn't. Um, I no, just but think you'd marry her. No, I wouldn't. That's fine. I wouldn't. Um, I, I would just. Sure. I would employ her. I would employ the shit out of her because she's fucking great. Um, and so I was watching a, a show where she's playing a. Well, it wasn't even even that she was playing it. Actually, the, the Nicola Walker of it all doesn't doesn't matter. It just happened to be a Nicola Walker vehicle, and there was some characters on there who were supposed to be sort of whip smart characters and it's, it's a well-written show but then it gets undercut by the fact that these really intelligent characters watch itv news and it's just it's like oh yeah i feel bad for itv now because like they have actually made a really good drama and they have to show itv news because it's like they have mm-hmm. to they're not going to show bbc news they're not going to show this character this intelligent character watching bbc news so they have to show them watching itv and it's it's not good news because it's here's the thing about news. here's the thing about TV yeah. news and films yes. are you aware I know it's, it's a word that I've already used in this recording once tonight Have you are you aware of the reversioning that happens in movies to make the newscasters I've been aware of it a little bit um, I, I, I think yeah. I've been aware of it um, in terms of animated films so it's it's particularly prevalent in uh, in animated in films where and, and yeah, yeah. that yeah they will they will get um they'll pop a ben shepherd in yeah or a chris moyles or a yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's like, yeah he was I in like of... one of the cars films that's why I, I i yeah yes yeah yeah that's that's really kind of quite weird because kids aren't going to necessarily pick up on on they're not going to go oh that's a bit that's a bit strange. Mm. Why is um why is Hugh not presenting this? <laughs> why is it some American person? They're, they're not. They don't know who these news personalities are. Which I, mm-hmm. it's it's very very weird that they would go to that effort, but they do. But I guess it's not for them, is it? It's for the adults to go. Hey, it's 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 for the little nod, nudge in, it's in the cinema. The telly. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like um, back in back in the day, they used to achieve that by by having jokes that played as dick jokes yeah. for grown ups and just fart jokes yeah. for kids. Yeah. So um, that's where we are right now. Yeah, you uh, show you don't tell. Um, You're right over there, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything to add for a while, and then it just turned into a podcast. Yeah, I know it did, didn't it? It's been a podcast for a while. Yeah. No, no, no. For, for me, I, I stopped, to, like, I didn't contribute for so long that it stopped <laughs> being something that I had to contribute to and started being something that I was just listening to. <laughs> oh, um, like, I, I'm, I'm one of the things I was going to say about, about, I'm, I'm a celeb. Yeah. The way you've presented it is really, really interesting because one of the things that I found with all these, um, kind of top tier like ratings banker shiny, shows shiny floor tv shows yeah yeah they're not just the shiny floor ones but i'm thinking of like the apprentice mm, and stuff like that as well which i, I can't tolerate it, anymore, but yes go on 
Yeah. Well, so it's the, it's you can't tolerate them anymore. That's exactly what I'm going, mm. where, where I'm going with this is when you talked about I'm a celebrity, you were kind of like, Oh, it's, it's actually kind of, it's self aware mm-hmm. of its, of its thing, but also it's kind of, it's making changes about what, what it is. Um, in a way that's in a way that kind of Im- improves it for you, mm. um, but your apprentices, your X Factors, your pop idols—I mm-hmm. mean, pop idols have been on TV for <laughs> fucking four hundred years. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Come dancing, but, yeah. Um, so many, so many of these shows, when they start off, the producers don't know what they're making, mm. and it makes a really interesting, maybe one or two series run. Sure, and then they work out where the beats are in what they're making. Yes. So and and work out how to try and reproduce those same beats with a different cast. Yeah, because they want lightning to strike yeah. twice. Um and, and the way you were talking about I'm a celebrity this year actually reminded me of the first season of Big Brother. Oh, okay. Which like that that was when maybe it's an age thing. We should probably acknowledge that because you sort of said um that uh I'm a Celeb came out in your last year at uni. Big Brother, I think, started in my second year at yeah, uni. Yeah, it was, and it was sec- the year before I... Uh, it was uh, Yeah, I think it was the year before I um, went to uni. Yeah. And it was the talk of my uh, residential um, theatre group. Like Because we were all locked away from TV, mm. um, everyone was getting the papers in the morning and trying to find out what had happened on Big Brother. So I think the Jade Goody season happened in my final year yeah. and the... the, the uh, Craig and Nasty Nick season was in my second year. I think there's definitely been a shift from these big um, tentpole um, reality shows mm. from cruelty mm. to um, to comfort. Mm-hmm. Mm. So X Factor doesn't mock as much as it used to. It doesn't set people up as jokes as it does as as much as it used to. I, I haven't watched um, Britain's Got Talent. Is that is that kind of do you, do you think that's happening there as well? I, I think they all mm. are. They are. They are all making this move towards. I hope so. Because people, people but the don't cake want show to see. Is the idea of this. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. The cake show, but that. like strictly dancing. Like there's one on ice skates or something yeah. like that. It's all very. It's all comfort food. It's mm-hmm. all. It's all very mm. rather than controversy and and big explosions. It's it's all it's all comfort food now. It's it's all. It's what the Americans talk, talk a lot about. They say it's gentle, and it, it you know to a lot of these shows, it is it is actually quite gentle. Yeah, mm. it's about people getting on and cooperating and supporting and each other. Yeah, man. absolutely. And I think that is a reflection on the world that we're in. Like, we don't need to see more cruelty. We can watch the news for that. We can. And I I, I definitely I definitely think there's something in that idea mm. that um we don't need to see any more nastiness. Division and or, yeah. And I, I will, I mean, I, I don't know how, how much, honestly, that, like I said, you don't know what the group is, is what the group dynamic is going to be like. But um, mm. I think, you know, the, it, it was interesting a, a couple of years ago. I think 2016 was the one I remember be, because 2016 was such a, you know, shitty year for, for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Um, and was it the year that everyone died? It was the yeah. year that everyone died. It was also Brexit year and the general election. And sorry, it wasn't the general. No, it was. It was the other general election, wasn't it? Um, and Brexit um, starting and and um, just a whole a whole boatload of wank. And then Trump at the end of the year and stuff. Um, and so and, and you know dealing also with. Um, I think possibly the beginnings of Me Too, like that might have been the next year. Me Too, the um, next generation. Me Too, the next generation. And so, like, Sorry. how how much ITV were cognizant of that when they picked 
the um, or not ITV, but the, the production company. How 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 cognizant of that they were when they began the conversations with agents to pick the the people. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but it does it does make me wonder because you know previous years, um, it's that wasn't the story. It was, in fact, the story for the the. Um, the previous years, because obviously these shows like to work to a formula and they, they don't want to take too many risks. The previous formula was most people will kind of get along. There'll be a couple of factions, but then we'll have one person and it's usually a woman because it's easier for us to visualize this because that's just the way our primitive brains work. We'll pick the one super squeamish woman and we'll make sure that she is um presented as such so she'll get voted in to do the trials and we'll come back with zero stars which then means that the camp doesn't eat which then sows division um and you get the the few people who are like no like she's she tried she you know she 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 couldn't do it let's back her and then the rest of the group are like don't give a shit i'm hungry um and they know that you know they, they tried to make that work for a couple of years because it did it famously worked with the woman who looks at poo um the jenny 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 McKeith. yeah so the, the public vote the people in who are going to do the trials is that right the, so what happens is i love that i have Okay, I love that I've got something that I can talk about, but also slightly ashamed that it happens to be I'm a celebrity. Get me out of it, anyway. Because um, we all love our cross the bed. You, you're not interested in me talking about um, Swedish um, crime novels, um, not at all. No, not not at all. Wow, not at all. I mean, you could have played along with me a little bit there, John. Um, no, the uh, yeah. So it's it, Julie McKee. So so basically, what happens is uh, for the first week before, because ITV needs to generate revenue, so they need phone in. They need a reason for you to phone in. Sure. So the reason for you to phone in um, is to vote who is going to face the trial. Right. Uh, and the trial determines who gets uh, – what what food is available. Um, okay. And usually in its basic form is you number of stars equates number of meals equates how big your bag of food is is going to be. Um, and the thing that they, that they keep hammering home every year is that genuinely, apart from basic rations of rice and beans, which get old very quickly, that is genuinely all you get. Um, right, like that. Harry Redknapp made made a thing this this year about like oh, I just assumed that there'd be like a, a burger van just on the uh, on on the other side of the of the thing there, and you'd just be like, all right, lads, off offset for a bit, get yourself a bacon patty, all right, back on set now, pretend to be angry. Like he he sort of assumed that that would be what it was, and and you know it keeps being revealed every year. Like no, no, no genuinely, everyone's really really hungry, um, and so you get these characters like a like a. Jilly McKeith. Um, I can't remember who it was the next year. Um, and then then the story from that, the last few years, um, gravitated towards... It's almost as if this... It's just... It's a lovely karmic balance. It, it gravitated towards the um, squeamish uh, woman who... Not clutches her pearls, but you know, sort of, you know, does does the the the, the very stereotypical thing whenever she sees a bug to the kick-ass woman who just fucking goes through the trials and does the things and bring brings back the stars now, and is very entertaining mm-hmm. doing so. But you know, she, and she usually wins because we, you know, we as a public like to to see that, and that's mm-hmm. the story that I expected to happen this year, and it didn't. But for the last two years, um, you know, there was the the um, Newcastle lady from Gogglebox. Um, 
there was a Newcastle lady from the uh, from the one of those sex shows where all the kids have sex. Um, that was the thing from last year. And they've been. Is anyone here not from the northeast? No, what's no, going yeah. on? The kids, what? Oh, there's some one of these shows where it's just looking looking at people having sex. Um, the, it's not the only way it's Essex, Essex, but it's one of those shows. It was just looking at people bonking. It's one of them things um and she was a, she was a star of of one of those shows uh edu- no not educating it was one of, oh, i can't remember now oh it was geordie shaw that's what it was she was a she was a star of geordie shaw and she was dynamite on tv she was genuinely really really likable really charming and um and and dealt with when there was division in camp and was really just you know very insane to watch and and would go and smash the trials and she won and then it was the year later it was your goggle box lady also from the northeast um who people just warmed to i think because she wasn't really i mean very few of them are actual celebrities but she was you know not a celebrity in the slightest so uh, Christmas in uh, sci-fi. Oh, what are we still doing? Are we still in the show? Well, we haven't fucking have we finished I the haven't show? ended. Have you not noticed that I haven't like ended the show yet? I, I, I well, I've been waiting for you to pause so I could say to you, <laughs> did we ever finish the show? Yeah, no, no, we haven't finished the show. Yet. Cut all that bit out there, and we'll call that thread. Can we talk about fitness, running, and tech, and then I can do my other podcast as well? Which is great. <laughs> I still like my Apple Watch, but I haven't got running for ages. All right, we we did we we did a recording for Runner Pod on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, something like that, whichever day it was, and we hadn't done one for like four or five weeks because I've been away, Nick's been away, we were both away for work at the same time, and then I had to go away and do another thing. Blah blah. Anyway, to this recording and and. A bit like the one we have with Thread, which I mentioned to you already, Mark, is like all the nervous energy just kind of like spilled out. Mm. And we were just like, we're going off in all sorts of tangents. And we got to the end of it. And we'd been on for like an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes. We're like, is there 40 minutes in there? Can we edit this? Mm. We don't really edit heavily. We kind of maybe get three chunks and then cut the waffle that goes between them, but like try and tighten it down a bit. I went to bed thinking that was utter garbage and I woke up in the morning literally fucking my sides were aching remembering shit we were talking about. Mm. But I think it's just like there's too many like atomic pieces. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a five minute bit where we were talking about if you could beat Usain Bolt in a running race, if you could shrink him <laughs> and how short you'd have to shrink him before you could beat him in a running race. Yes. A lot of the, the problem is, is there's so much lead up that you would ju- you'd have to include for like for explaining why the joke is funny that yeah yeah I love stuff like but that but then when you get someone into a conversation about whether or not they could beat Usain Bolt in a running race if, if he was three feet high <laughs> it's a bit of a would you rather type situation I love it and you let someone go you let someone go five minutes explaining yep. the mathematics behind <laughs> how they would beat him and then you and then you go do you know what I did a little biology and actually at that size his oxygen intake um, <laughs> across his lungs <laughs> would be less optimal than at a larger size <laughs> And then you just go, what the fuck? And it all blows up. (laughs) This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podientproductions.com.